Talk Radio. Here it goes. Let's get it. Finally, play the game. And he's going to go over 100 for the 13th consecutive game. Congratulations, Nick Chubb. Is that a challenge? Miller, the shotgun, gets free on the air. Traction Miller's loose. Spin move. Miller headed for the end zone. Well played, sir. You're the real MVP. Let's do it. <laughs> You're the real MVP. Oh, welcome we to another edition. The there you go. That's, that's what I meant to say. You know, I would never leave you out. Welcome to another edition of the morning after it is March 16th. I am JQ, the Ohio portion of this show. And with me, as always, my homeboy Dylan, the Georgia Bulldogs himself. What's going on, bro? Getting my beer gogs ready for tomorrow, home slice. You ready to down some green mm. beer? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it that big. Uh, I, I'm going to try my best to, to pretend to do some work while I have my headphones on, at least listen to the game, and then when it gets excited, I'm going to actually watch it on the computer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, man, i got to go out and do something. I work from home on Friday. So, yeah, I, I might go out and have a couple green beers and watch this tournament. Speaking of which. Pretend that it tastes what, different? I, I know, right? It's just it's just a trick <laughs> to be out and drink beer and watch basketball. It's, it's really what it is, but can you imagine a better day to get it Within the first day of the tournament, I mean, I know the bars are absolutely loving that. Revenue is going to be up like 50%. Um, so, of course, as everybody knows, we are in the midst here of starting March Madness. We got to play in games that, you know, they, they try to get us excited about in Dayton. Uh, but, you know, who really cares for the most part? Uh, so I, I'm going to throw it to you here, uh, Dylan. I want to just get your take on, on what you see out of the preview, you know, maybe some of the scenes that made you mad, anybody been left out and uh, – Give me, give me some of your favorites, so you can you can go through and, and give me uh, your regional winners if you want to, uh, and then I'll just chime in where I'm um, a little different than yours. Two biggest teams that pissed me off getting left out, Monmouth and uh, St. Mary's. I mean, I, yep. I don't know what they wanted. Those are 27-win teams. I would have liked to have Monmouth in just for their bench antics. I mean, this year, what, yeah. are you going to tell me that 21 wins with a 10 higher RPI means something in this field today? This year is this year is not a year that we're used to. Um, really, this is anybody's game, and I. it sounds like it would be a good thing, but it's really just because there is no dominant team this season. Um, right. I, this is the first year I've ever had a bracket where I've got all ones and twos in my final four. Then I've got, uh, I've got Kansas, I've got Michigan State, I've got uh, Oklahoma, and um, North Carolina. And then I've got I've got Kansas over Michigan State. Not real oh, confident at all. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And yours sounds about like mine. Uh, and to your point, I, I could have done without Tulsa or Michigan. I really could have done without – and Syracuse as well. I think Syracuse is vastly overrated. But as we talked about oh, a little definitely. before the show started, uh, to get everybody back up to speed, you know the ACC basketball is always going to be slightly overinflated. Uh, so just for the fact that they play those hard schools, they give them – and they RPI so high. They give them a um, – the schedule, sorry, so high. They give them a pass. I would love, like you said, a Mammoth and St. Mary's to be in. Uh, if nothing more than a playing game, to give them a shot. But to have them sitting there, uh, in the NIT, I think, is just a slap in the face. 
Um, I, I agree with yours um, to an extent. I have Kansas coming out, and I tell you what, I think Kansas got shafted. For them to be the number one overall seed, I'm looking at their bracket, and you know, Villanova, California, Miami, Maryland, I, I mean, Connecticut, and I roll. I, that's a tough bracket. I think the South bracket to me might be the toughest overall, given that it's going to be the, only the weakest there. overall. Miami's uh, the only team there that has a real shot in this tournament. Nova never gets past the round of 16. Uh, for some reason, no matter what their teams are, they never really get past. They didn't even win their own tournament. I, I, yeah, they lost I'm yeah. not real impressed with this Nova. I think they made a name off not beating a particularly good Big East this season. Um, but like we were talking about before the show, I guess you could say parody or you could just say crap. Yeah, true. But, I mean, California is the two freshman guards – I think it's a good squad. He's just young. Maryland has a lot of talent as well with Trimble and uh, Diamond Stone. They just can't put it together. Right. But I'm saying in terms of, <laughs> you know, in terms of the teams that you look at, like these teams have a lot of talent, but over the course of the year, for whatever reason, they just didn't get it together. I think the South bracket is way more loaded considering that Kansas is supposed to be the number one overall seed. And I watched Wichita State destroy Vanderbilt last night. And Arizona's going to Vandy. Yeah, Arizona better be on upset patrol because I like that backcourt of Baker and Van Vliet. They've been there before. Not only have they been there before, they were on an undefeated team, I believe that was last year or two years ago. They lost to Kentucky. Two they years ago, they lost seat. to Kentucky on that yeah, Aaron that Harrison game-winning walk-off mm-hmm. three. Exactly. So, I mean, these guys were part of that, right? You know, so they, it's, it's not too big for them when you look at a team that you look at and say, can they be a giant killer? Well, they have been Bryce a giant Cotton killer. Bryce was on that too, wasn't he? I think so. Bryce um, Cotton was their kind of main guy, right? Speaking of which, sorry uh, to interrupt you, but um, what, what do you think about Kentucky this year? How far do you think Kyle I Perry think, takes this team? This is not a Kentucky of old. They're, they are very talented, but they're they're really lacking in athleticism as far as normal Kentucky, Kentucky rosters. Yeah. And Kyle Labasieri did not light anybody on fire until March started. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I uh but I still think they kind of got shafted. When you look at the fact that they beat Texas A&M in the SEC championship game and A&M got a three seed and Kentucky got a four seed, I mean – I think they're both uh, overrated, to tell you the truth. I, I, but I think, like I said, in this, in this era of parity, I think, they're, I think they should – they didn't get totally destroyed, but they should be a three seed. I don't think they should be a four seed. And that puts them on a Sweet 16 collision course with North Carolina, which I, I know the NCAA is just salivating over. Um, and uh, a potential, you know, Sweet 16 matchup, or, or sorry, round of 32 matchup with Indiana, which is another big, big matchup. So they, they that's actually Kentucky how I got up. that going. Yeah, they loaded Kentucky up, and I mean, put on the four line and getting, oh yeah, you get Indiana, you know, one of your old rifles <laughs> in round of 32. And yeah, I was going to go ahead and take uh, North Carolina on the Sweet 16. I think they got shafted a little bit, but I agree, they don't have the the, the athleticism. You hit on it, totally correct that they, that we're used to seeing. A Kentucky team have when they you consider they're supposed to have these one and dones. Um, they just I don't know, but I think I think if North Carolina comes to play the way they've been playing down the stretch in the ACC tournament, they're hard out. They're actually playing some defense now. Uh, but my sleeper team in that in that region is West Virginia. You know I'm a Bob Huggins kid, uh, but they can actually score the basketball this year, and they they, and they, and they run that press. Plus, I can't yeah. go with them because they screwed me on my on my tournament last year. They're on uh, they're on my blacklist right now. <laughs> but like in the years past, they always had to do with just defense, and they could score more points this year, which is why I think they are more of a danger than, say, a Virginia, who I don't think comes out because 
while they play fantastic defense, they just can't put the ball in the hoop enough. And that's why I think that's why I have Michigan State coming out of the Midwest. Uh, so my sleeper team is Michigan, by the way. Hush, I'm the blacklist you. Um, I didn't well, take them to go really far, but when you've got two two big guards and Zach Irvin and Karis wow. Levert who can also drain the ball and are athletic enough to throw down hard on you, I mean, in the tournament, if you if they catch fire, they can they can play with anybody, and that that's kind of the biggest thing. You and you, North Carolina is on my upset alert basically this entire race way through the tournament. They are my least confident pick that I've got going in there. You know what, mine. You know mine is the Kansas because just I just never know with these dual self teams. It's like when you get high on them, they disappoint you, and then when you low on them, they go far. It's like I can never get on the right on the same page with them as a team in the year that they're in. Um, and this really is a you, talented Kansas as far as you know. There's no Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, right. Wayne Seldon has been a huge disappointment in college. When he came into Kansas, people were likening him to being a top five pick. I mean, he had that nice yeah. poster, but. I mean, the dude was supposed to be able to come in and shoot lights out, and he's only shooting somewhere around like thirty-two percent from three. Something, something that is just not what he what was expected of him. Really, yeah. The I, only thing that's going to be worth watching is watching how many points Buddy Heald can score in this tournament because that dude is just yeah. going to light it up because that's what he does. And that's why I pick him them to come out of the West because, it's, like you said, for one, the tournament is is guard centric, and when you got somebody that could just you know, put the ball in the bucket. It reminds me a little bit, um, not to say he's Kimber Walker, but, you know, when, you, when people weren't really feeling how, how far Connecticut can go, and then Kimber Walker just has the ability to get to the rim and put the ball in the basket, he can put UConn on his back. I, I see a similar kind of run happen for Buddy Hill in Oklahoma. That's why I have them coming out of the West. Um, I got Kansas coming out of the South. I got – and I'm not – I'm with you totally on North Carolina because I can see them losing to Kentucky in that 2-16 uh, matchup. I can but see I'm them losing from 16 on. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I can too. Uh, but you got to pick somebody, right? And I, you know, I, I'm a Bearcat fan, and I do not like Xavier. And I know they're from Cincinnati, and I'm a Cincinnati kid. But if they got upset by the 15 seed, I would do a happy dance with my green beer I like or whatever day is on the hand. I, I can't. I like Xavier. Like, I just can't but, root with them because every time I pick them, they never get past the round of 16. Right, but for me, they're not in the same level, but the same way that you probably wouldn't root for Georgia Tech in the tournament, even if they were highly rated because you don't like Georgia Tech being a Georgia fan. That's how I feel about UC basketball with Xavier basketball. It's a huge rivalry in Cincinnati. Okay, Florida. Um, in Cincinnati, so it's, it's one or the other. Like, I would like the city to shine, but uh, I just don't like Xavier, dude. Um, how far you got Duke State. going? Uh, let me locate this on here. I, I've got them out early. I think you got them losing to Baylor? Yeah, I could. I, I, I don't. Could see that I, and that's from the team. That's for for all the accolades of Shashevsky being a coach. I mean, honestly, he doesn't really do all that well in the tournament. Yes, he's won five championships, but he's been around for 120 years. <laughs> and you get that kind of talent, man. You got to give him his credit for getting the talent. And sometimes the talent. They got Ingram over, and Grayson but, Allen. Yeah, and then again with Duke, it's always about you know you live by the three, you die by the three. Exactly, and that doesn't work in the tournament. Else. I mean, if you catch fire, it can, but you have to have a plan B. You have to have somebody that can get buckets. Um, you and I do like it for Ingram, four games. That's true. And I like Ingram, but he's just too light in the butt. Uh, you can't put him no, on the block. Yet. You know, he's going to yeah. fill out. And uh, the other thing about Duke, um, and I shared this with some friends the other day, is Grayson Allen is such an antagonist. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, you know, it's either going to go two ways. He's either going to take the other team out of their game because they're so mad at him for his antics, 
or he's going to make them play above their heads because they're going to want to destroy. So he's the X factor for me just because of that. Like, he has talent, but he's like J.J. Reddick 2.0. I mean, you know, you just can't keep tripping. So you put him on par with Leitner? He hasn't been there long enough yet to be there on par with Leitner. Leitner had a whole body of work, you know, of years of of just being an antagonist. You know, the fact that we even put him in that discussion in, in, you know, year two and really year one of being a full-time starter and having Duke be on his back tells you how – Bad, he's been the tripping is just out of control, bro. Um, Twice, just completely blatant. Yeah, and then you just shake your finger at him and say, "Don't do that again." The ACC is so so ridiculous for that. Don't. Yeah, I mean, but come on, you can't, you can't. On the second time when you, you know, when you trip your put your foot backwards and trip somebody, it's like you can't explain that away. The other one, you could almost say, "Well, our feet got tangled up," even though we know that's not the case. But you can almost explain it. You can't explain that other one. He's not the yeah, I was that, falling and I just kicked out. Come on, come on. It's about come, like come in Dharma Kong Sioux. Right. Exactly. Stepped, oh, I was falling down, so I, I stepped back and then I stepped again. Right. It, it's crazy. Uh, so my final four is Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Michigan State. I've got Michigan State and Kansas in the championship game, and I'm going to go with Izzo just because if I, if in a, in, a, in a day where we just don't trust anybody, if I point to one coach and say I trust that guy, I trust Tom Izzo. So that's that's yeah my take on it. it that one, so not too different from mine. I bet if we compared our brackets, we'd have mostly the same teams moving on. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see Florida Gulf Coast though, the uh, Dunk City team. I like I like to see I like seeing them win. I'd like to see them go as far as they can. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they got to play North Carolina, and Green so, Bay, but again. Yeah, North Carolina having North Carolina got a tough draw uh, to <laughs> for one seed. Uh, they in Kansas. I, I really think, if I'm being honest, I think that Midwest draw for Michigan State is just sets up perfectly. I just don't see Definitely. them getting a ton of resistance uh, until they maybe until meet Virginia. Virginia in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think Virginia's they, I think, not a consistent know, offense at all. Exactly, exactly. Um, so now that we've got our, our preview a little bit out the way, are there any games that you're looking to highlight? Uh, in terms of of, of of upsets, I know we have some upset alerts, but when you pick your bracket, uh, you know, because you got to pick some some uh, some fourteen a uh, fourteen over a three because it happens every year. You're going to get a thirteen over a four. You're going to get a twelve over a five. And you may get a couple, especially this year. But, but at least one of those in every one of those brackets, uh, every one of those matchups happens like every year. So I was just wondering which ones do you do you see happening this year? Uh, Green Bay over Texas. I got Ooh, I got Texas that, on major I got Texas on major alert. I just I don't Texas think they're Iowa. a fantastic program. You mean Texas and them in Green Bay or Texas and Northern Iowa? Um, maybe it's A and M. I I think Texas beats Northern Iowa. I got I got Texas okay. losing as soon as they beat Northern Iowa. I got them out the next round. I think they're a little too wow. big for Northern Iowa. Mhm. I, so I, I just got Green Bay to three sixteen. Because oh, they wow. can, Whoa, yeah. because they can, they can kill the three. I mean, that's you saw it even when they when they played Georgia Tech early in the year. The one thing Green Bay does extremely well is run the floor, and they play that Duke style of three, 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 three. And I think if they catch fire, and there's always one of these teams, I think they can be Georgia State this year. Okay, fair enough. If you would get that one, I think you may be one of the few people on that bandwagon. Uh, but, no, that's a good call, especially in that first round when you're not ready for a team to come with you with that style. I mean, you can watch the tape all you want. 
But when they get out there and just start launching threes on you and they start going in some way, it changes things. Yeah. Okay. Any other ones? It's it's so hard to call. I mean, it really depends on what you consider an upset this year. Uh, for the most part, I don't have too many of the small schools or any of the real underdogs this year. I don't have them going real far. Different if they'd had Monmouth or St. Mary's mm-hmm. especially. I think St. Mary's could have done extremely well in this bracket. Uh, I've got Butler. I've got Butler yeah. going into the round of 16. Um, you know, normal stuff, though. But Butler's one of those teams that I'm confident in them getting to the 16 is ever getting out of the round of 16 that I have worries. No, I, I hear you. I, um, to add to that, I, I think Little Rock can beat Purdue. I'm not sold on the Big Ten. I know that's a shock to everybody, and, and go ahead and write it down and record it because you won't hear me say that too about the Big Ten. Yeah, I just they, I just don't have any much confidence in Purdue. I think they're very generous, a five seed. Um, I think Iona with, with A.J. English can upset Iowa State. I, I, I can see that happening, and that wouldn't really surprise me. If they hadn't gotten Iowa State, I would have picked them for an upset. upset. I actually I, I really like Iowa State as a team. I don't think they've got the depth to go super far in this tournament, but their starting five can hang with anybody in this field. Yeah. Um, another one, I'm not sure they'll do it, but I just want to see the game is Hawaii and California because that's going to be zero defense. I mean, that is going to be a tough Oh, meet. yeah. <laughs> that might be might like be the point score in a college game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm like, uh, I, I, would, I would like to see that. Um, and really outside of that, um, uh, for me, it's, it's, I, I, you said it, but I, I'm interested to see with, with Shaka Smart at Texas, now that he's no longer at BCU being the giant killer, because it change in his approach or some of his magic when he's not being, you know, when he's not hunting, hunting but he's the hunted. Um, and I think Northern Iowa might give them a scare, but I'm not sure if they can, if they can pull it off. So I haven't filled mine out totally yet. I'm still debating. Um, because I think, so, like you said, some of these, you know, like your Green Bay picks, some of these 14, 13s, and 12s, they might not just pull off a first-round upset. They may go into the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 because there just is no dominant team to come in their hope. So um, that's why I'm with that. Anything else you want to uh, – another log went on this fire before we uh, talk a little of these crazy NFL folks? I think we've talked enough basketball for one for one month. Okay, well, we we got to get them their due. This is, we haven't gotten the games yet, so let's, let's get them their due. <laughs> Um, so, everybody that is, is in NFL, I'm sure, uh, saw the trade come down and was a little taken aback by it. And uh, me and Dylan talked about it on text. Uh, Chandler Jones going from New England to Arizona for a second-round pick and Cooper going back to uh, New England. Um, like I told you before, and I just get your take on it, you know, for everybody else to hear, I, I think it's more the fact that they don't have a first-round pick. Well, it's two, a couple of things. They don't have a first-round pick, so they get an additional second-round pick. And even though it's later in the draft, if they want to move up into the first round for somebody, it gives them a little bit more ammunition. Um, and then also, when my man is showing up at the police station without his shirt off, you know, high off the synthetic <laughs> weed and, and, and just destroyed, I'm just wondering, you know, if Bill Belichick said, you know what, I may pay some dues on my team, but I'm not paying that guy. So let me sell high on him and get a second-round pick for it and, and augment what we, what we don't have, which is a first-round pick in this draft. I don't even know if they're going to go into the first round. Patriots are one of these teams that usually trades out of the first round. I think they'd be mm-hmm. fine with their two second rounds. Um, their their biggest glaring needs is offense is the interior line, 
and you don't really take a first you don't take a guard in the first round and you don't take a center unless he's a superb center and both of those positions are deep as far as starters go um Chandler Jones I was thinking about this and um while the incident could have played a small part of it I think the biggest part was they just they're not going to pay him I mean he's going to get 18 19 million a year on the market um, he's one of the top pass rushers in the league, also one of the best against the run. They're, they're just not going to pay him. They have to worry about Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins as well. Yeah. And I think those are guys that are more likely to be extended because it's harder for the Patriots to find great linebackers than it is for them to find somebody who can just stand there on the edge. Um, I, I think that that has a lot to do with it. I'm really just shocked that they, that they went and got Cooper instead of DJ Humphreys um, because Jonathan Cooper – since being the number seven pick out of UNC, horrible pick, by the way, um, he's a complete bust. I got benched behind Ted Larson, who is also a garbage player. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I really think he's just a throw-in into that deal. The, the, the object of desire is the second-round pick, right? Um, and, and I agree with you. I wonder if they couldn't have got a better second-round pick for Chandler Jones. What, did they call the Atlanta Falcons? Or any of the, That's what I want to know. Name a team that doesn't need a star defensive end because just about everyone, everybody needs one. So I'm, I'm wondering, um, did Arizona call them or did they call them and they just said, you know, hey, we're going to take that? Because I think they could have got a higher second-round pick. And I agree with you in the fact that they don't normally move up. But if, say, in a deep chain or somebody they fall in love with starts to slide, it just gives them ammunition to move up if they want to. But Because I don't think they would have enough maybe without giving up multiple picks to get into the first round, as opposed to now you got two second round picks, you got a little bit more to play with. But I agree with you. Did you, you, did you hear anything about that? Whether or not they made several calls, Nothing. or they just Arizona was the first one. They said, "Yeah, okay, your second round pick sold." I didn't hear anything about it until it went down. What bugs me is Thomas. Yellow? You're supposed to be homeboys with them. That's that's the one thing that I needed you to do. I've, I've given up on you drafting yeah, well. I've, I've given up on you. Oh, I think I lost signing. Hold on a second, let me. Try to get him back. Dylan? Yeah. All right, well, I, I, uh, he may uh, call back in or uh, join back here in a second. Um, moving on a little bit here, uh, Martavius Bryant and, and, and Dak Prescott. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about them other than how, when you know that you could potentially go in the second round if you're Dak Prescott, are you driving the car if you're going out to celebrate? I, I can understand going out to celebrate. You know, you, you, you've gone through the combine. You've been going through your pro day. Um, hold on, I think Dylan is back. Yo. Hey, Dylan? Am I back? Dylan? Okay, yeah. Um, but you got, to, you got to have a fall, man. You got to have somebody say, hey, when I get my, my contract, I got you if you get in trouble, but you've got to – not drive the car if you're going to go out and celebrate. Now he's going to potentially go from a second round pick. It's going to plummet a little bit. I just don't know what else to what, what else to say. Um, and and Martavius Bryant, being a Bengals fan, it makes me happy we don't have to deal with him for a year, maybe longer than that, depending on whether or not he gets back uh, into the league. Uh, I hear that he's suffering from depression, and I don't want to you know, wish that on on any young man. Uh, so I, I hope he gets his life together. Um, and it should tell you about how serious. Uh, his problem is that he had to uh, resort to, to smoke a weed to try to cure his depression. Hey, Dylan? Am I back yet? 
Mm, I'm getting muted yeah, and unmuted. Yeah, I'm trying to patch him back through. Um, but he, 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 he's not coming in. Uh, so I'll get his take on those uh, when, when he comes, if I can get him back on the line. Am I back? Yeah, he's not, he's not able to get back in. Um, so we were going to talk a little baseball here this week, um, and I don't want to leave him out of that because he is an excellent baseball resource. But I'm just going to give you a, a feel of, of, of what I have happening here with who I, what, what I think on. is going to happen uh, before opening day. Opening day here in a couple of days away, even though my Reds are going to, are going to stink. Uh, <laughs> I'm still excited about it. I love baseball. Um, in the central, uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Royals again. Um, I, I I just you know I know their rotation is a question mark, uh, but they have the experience of, of being in the postseason. Um, I do like the Tigers and the, and and the White Sox as well. Uh, the Tigers had in Zimmerman and Upton. Um, can I get a rebound year from Verlander? Um, that's a big key for me. And Chicago totally revamping that lineup, bringing in Todd Frazier and Brett Lowry, uh, Alex Avila and Navarro. Uh, but uh, their rotation behind uh, behind Chris Hale, I'm not quite sure about, and they just don't have the experience yet to overcome it. They'll say the way Kansas City can. Uh, so we'll see. Let me see if I can get him back in here. Okay. Don't know if I'm back. Looks like we just lost Jaquan. <laughs> Sorry about this. It's uh, going a little odd today. Um, what I could hear him doing before I managed to get back in uh, talking baseball, I know he was talking about his Reds. And um, even though both teams are looking like they're going to be just awful squads this year, at least there's a lot of young guys to be able to watch and uh, maybe kind of see the new way that these teams are going. Yeah. Um, I see we've got Jaquan yeah, sure. back. Yeah, I, I sorry, folks. I have no idea what's happening here. I lost Dylan, then you lost me. I, Everything's yeah. going on the radar. Uh, from what I could tell, yes, you were talking is. about the Reds. Um, I didn't hear exactly how who you were looking forward to most. So, uh, what, what's your what's your main point that you want to see from your young guys this spring? Who who's kind of your guy? Oh, you know, I was talking about the. Uh, I was just trying to go through who I thought was going to win the divisions. Um, Honestly, I'm not really locked in on the Reds. I'm more, I'm more interested to see what happens with if Brandon Phillips at some point accepts the fact that they're going to lose and he's going to uh, waive his no trade clause. And I wonder if Baltimore will get desperate and, and, and actually trade for for, for Jay Bruce. Uh, I'm looking to see if Hamilton can actually get on base and do something with that speed. Uh, he's just been teasing us, you know, but he's he's not been ideally suited. I, I don't think you know for the leadoff hitter because he's just not good enough. Um, patient enough to, to take walks and not good enough to hit to get on base. Uh, I want to see if Coltar comes back because he was actually starting to put it together before he tore his knee up. And um, I'm looking to see if Suarez in that move to third base to replace um, Todd Frazier can, can can round out that, that infield. What about you and your brace? There's a lot of people, actually, that I'm looking at. Um, while none of it's, you know, none of it is particularly good for this season, um, I am really interested in seeing how all the pitching plays out for spring training. And uh, I know you know I've been working and finished out a spring training packet for the front row, uh, kind of detailing scouting report up for, on a bunch of players. Um, today, at least Chassin got absolutely stomped out. Um, but he's actually one of the <laughs> veterans I expect to make it. 
But this is how it's going to go. You're going to have Tehran in your one slot, of course, unless the deal with the Cubs works out. Um, the only way I see them trading Tehran is if they get Jorge Soler back, which the Cubs don't really want to deal him. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of that, you got Bud Norris as your two. Nobody should be excited about that. Uh, number three is going to be Whistler, which I am very excited about Whistler. Whistler mm-hmm. played pitched very well last season. Uh, his best thing is his poise on the mound. He's 23, but he is he has a mound presence far beyond that. He's actually Steve Avery's favorite of the young Braves. While Steve Avery was down okay. there, he was actually talking about how uh, Whistler actually has the makings of being a, of a dominant pitcher, which is you know. Ten years ago, his stuff would be considered dominant. He has a he sits at about ninety three to ninety four in his fastball. He can ramp it to ninety five if he wants. Nowadays, that's just average. Um, right. The big the big thing is going to come in at the end of the rotation. Um, you got to assume Whistler's got it, and then in that four and five spot, uh, Shasin probably has a lock just because he's a veteran, and if he stays healthy, uh, he's had some really good years already. That fifth spot can go a number of different ways. Um, right now, they kind of favor Banuelos. I personally don't think Banuelos is much of a starter. He's really only got two pitches. Uh, he's a fastball curveball guy, and a two-pitch repertoire generally relegates you to the bullpen. Uh, he's also yep. kind of small. He's also lost about three to four miles an hour off of his fastball from the time the Braves acquired him from the Yankees. Uh I think if he does start, I think he's a prime candidate to be traded. I, I do think he's traded the deadline because the Braves are going to have to ship out some of these young arms. And I think right. it was funny that you mentioned Baltimore because I think Baltimore is the prime candidate for a pitcher like Manny Banuelos and uh, a couple of these other prospects, maybe one of these other kind of top-end ones, maybe a John Gant, um, and they can get Cisco, the catcher from their farm system, because – Catcher is really about the only position where they really need another young guy. Yes. Um, there, there's know. a few other. I think I think Aaron Blair, the prospect that came over in the Shelby Miller deal, uh, along with Ender and Ciarte, I think Aaron Blair has a real, actual chance to make this rotation. Uh, right, he is the most ready out of the minor league arms right now, and there's really just not a spot in the minors. They've already put Tyrell Jenkins in AAA. Uh, you got to imagine Lucas Sims is going to go to AAA. Sean Newcomb is in AAA. Uh, John Gant is going to go to AAA. And uh, Ryan Weber is going to need a spot. Uh, Williams Prez, if he's not the long relief, I expect him to be the long relief bullpen guy. But if it's not him, uh, he'll need a spot. Alexia Gondo, if he doesn't make the big league club. So they're they're going to have to move some of these prospects. And I, I think Van Whalis is the one that falls out on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, no, that's a good wrap-up. I mean, and, and it's sort of similar with the Reds in that they've kind of done the same thing, that they've got a ton of pitching they're trying to shake out. Uh, and I just lost track of my man's name. Um, but he's played, he started lying, which looks good last year, but he's got a sprained uh, UCL, and uh, he's not going to be ready for, for, for opening day. So they're going to have to, you know, give him some rehab starts, which opens it up for somebody else. Uh, and they're not doing too terrible in spring training, but, you know, when you ship out everybody, Great it's trainer. hard to get excited about it. Yeah. We just, you just can't, um, you just can't get excited about it. Um, I don't know if you talked about this because I wanted to get your take on it before I, I asked you about some predictions um, about Martavius Bryant and, and Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak Prescott, because I know that, you know, I mean, me and uh, Dylan have talked about it, uh, and, and it was really crazy. Is because I said, you know, I want Dak to do well, but I've just not sold on him yet. And I think maybe that was like 
two days before, maybe three days before, it came out that he got the DUI. And I was like, you know, I was like, I, I didn't know if it was character so much, but something about him just didn't, you know, didn't sit right with me. Um, and I just wanted to get your take on it because I have no idea why he wouldn't be driving the car. You got to have a homeboy. You got to have a fall guy, right? <laughs> Uh, the Martavis Bryant one's actually a little bit more damaging than Prescott's. Uh, Prescott's, what it's done is it hasn't really – Prescott's has been a divisive prospect anyway. Uh, this was – if you were on the fence about taking him, if you were on the fence about having him on your board, this probably took him off. But teams that already liked him, it hasn't really affected him too much because he doesn't have a whole host of off-field issues that would suggest that this is a problem. There was the fight that was down in Florida. But right. That was no fault of Prescott. It, it, it'll come up in the interviews, but that one was of no fault of Prescott's. Uh, Martavis Bryant is the big one. I mean, I don't know if you saw the report, but seven yeah. failed drug tests. Seven. And yeah. I, I, what's the point of even testing if you're going to let a person fail seven times? Right. And there was another report that came out from his agent, and I don't know if they were just doing spam. Well, they said that he's in battling depression really, really strong, and he was using weed as a self-medication, which gets to your seven drug test. Well, think of that, that if you're him, though, is you got to tell somebody, why even go test if you know you're going to be that dirty seven times? Um, well, it, I think three he of them were cut, because he skipped the test. Yeah, or three the failures were because he skipped. Okay, because he knew, you know. So, you know, being a Bengals fan, I'm glad I don't have to deal with him, but I'm – I don't want to necessarily before I, you know, I was laughing and joking about it before I knew what exactly his issue was. And, I, you know, really just want some young man to get his life together uh, because depression is a very serious illness. Uh, and I think he was just using weed to self-medicate to help himself get over the hump. Uh, but, of course, you know, that's, you can't do that. Um, you got to take some Zoloft or something. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I feel more bad for him because I think that's an illness that he was trying to deal with that he couldn't get over. That Prescott to me is, I would think, I would personally, you know, unless he felt to me like in the sixth or seventh round, because, dude, you just went through all this. Why would you put yourself – it's about decision-making. If you're going to be the quarterback and, and, in essence, have to be the leader of my team, you cannot put yourself in that situation where you are out, you know, driving, you know, especially there with somebody the cops are going to want to make a name off the stop of somebody so-called famous. And you're about as famous as it's going to get right now uh, in Starksville. That, so – Get your homeboy. Tell him I'm going to get this contract. I got your legal fees if something happens. But I'm not driving this car when we go out and kick it. You know, why? And why are you kicking it in Starksville anyway? What are you doing? Go somewhere for real and party. It's only like two bars there. You're going to get pulled over. I don't get it. It's just dumb. But I, I can guarantee you he's not falling past the third. Uh, I'll give you two teams right now, but I'll take him before he passes there. Uh, the Jets and the, and the Broncos. I mean, one of those teams very well may pick him up in the second round. Uh, definitely one of them will take him in the third round. They both, neither of them have an answer at quarterback. Um, and the Jets kind of just emerged as kind of a surprise contender because he fits Chan Gailey's offense, and character-wise, they love him a whole lot more than Geno. Yeah, but the only thing about that is, if I got a dude that's making decisions like that, I don't want him in New York City, and I don't want him in Denver where weed is legal. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you might... You might need to go to Kansas City or Cleveland or somewhere where you can just sit in the house. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, it's just disappointing that you would let that even That's potentially, side, you know, reach down the wrong path to side you then um, sidetrack you uh, because that's something that you can overcome. The Bryant one is a mental illness where I can give him a, a bit of a pass. 
Prescott, that's just that's just a brain fart. I still the, can for seven failures. At some point, you have to reach out. If you and you you know when you fail, you know when you piss hot. I mean, you can't right. you can't just let that's that true. go and fail seven tests and not say anything. And until I know more, I'm not. I mean, this is going to sound callous, but until I know more, I'm not even going to assume that he's just using it to self medicate because. What's the story whenever somebody gets popped for weed? Oh, I actually need it or have anxiety. Uh, Randy Gregory is a prime example, and he may actually have anxiety. But, I mean, he's had the all the same. But depression deeper, though. Yeah, I hear you. I, I understand, and maybe I'm just a bit cynical, but if there's been no history of it anywhere else, and he did fail a couple at Clemson, but he did not fail seven at Clemson. The way you did that you know of, you never know. Dabo was like, "Hey, bro, that would have that would have come ring. out in his combine. That would have definitely come out in the combine." Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm when just, I tell I'm you they have people digging your that. entire life, they pay people to oh, yeah. follow you around at that combine. They dig like your childhood friends. I, I don't blame them. If I'm going to give you a multi-million dollar contract, yeah, I, I want to know what kind of uh, a zinger you like. Are you a chocolate guy? Or are you a vanilla guy? Like, I need to know everything about you. <laughs> I don't want to give you that kind of money. So I, I, don't don't get me wrong. I, I don't blame her for that at, at, at all. Um, we got about eight minutes before Blog Talk Lady comes and shuts us down, even though they tried to shut us down before. I'm not real happy with Can't shut this taking down. about five minutes of our podcast with that foolishness. Um, <laughs> I do want to get to some baseball, um, and we may have to kind of do this a, a little quicker, uh, and then maybe Rapid come back fire. and touch on it again. Yeah. So, uh, division champ predictions. Uh, who you got for the divisions and the wild cards coming out? Let's start with the AL. Oh, as much as it pains me to say it, I think Boston <laughs> has a real shot in the AL East. I think it's between Boston and Toronto. I'd, I'd love to see the Rays. I just don't think they have the hitting. Uh, I think right. I think one of the teams that doesn't grab the AL gets the wild card. Um, let's see. I got... I think the Angels have a shot, especially after adding Angleton, uh, even if he's going to bat low in the order. I mean, when you've got Trout in your lineup, you can pretty much do anything. It'll be between the Angels and the Rangers. I also think whoever doesn't win that, uh, and the Astros as well. Dang, that's a stark I was going to say the Astros. Uh, I, think the Astros I think the Astros win the division. I think the yeah. Angels take the wild card from that. And then I think okay. the Rangers will have – actually the next best shot record-wise. I just don't think they'll make it. I think they'll finish right below the AL East wild card winner. Um, I got the Royals, of course. Uh, that's a team that's built for long-term success. They just play the right way. And they really just yeah. – they re-signed Alex Gordon, who – fantastic re-signing. Braves, I, I hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> no. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Uh, no, you – you got, you got I think it. That's it, right? You gave me, yeah, you gave me the two, two out cards in that. Um, I agree with uh, the Astros coming out of the West. Uh, I think also the Reds, uh, the Red Sox in the East. I, I'm interested to see what if Price and Buckholz can, 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 can stabilize that rotation. Buckholz is, you know, I, I'm just not overly sold on David Price, and I don't know if he'll get banged around a little bit in Boston, but I think out of the three, uh, they got the best shot. I mean, I like Toronto's lineup for sure, but their rotation is. Is, 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 is not good. Yes, it is. Okay, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, <laughs> and essentially, of course, I like the Royals. Um, 
you know, intriguing to me are the Tigers and, 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 and the White Sox. And the White Sox only because I think they tried to add to that lineup with Frazier, Lowry, Avilia, and Navarro. Uh, but I don't know if they have much behind Chris Sale in the, in the rotation. And then the Tigers, I mean, if you just go with a straight right-hand line of, uh, pitching matchup against them, you can probably give them some trouble because I think they have, what, eight of the guys are right-handed in the lineup or mm-hmm. something crazy like that. But, you know, if you get Verlander. The only problem with the Tigers is where they play. My biggest problem with the Tigers is where they play. Uh, yeah, but they got Zimmerman not too. A, not a conducive uh, part. No, it's it, it's not. It's not. I just I I think that Central is going to be a little bit more competitive uh, than it has been. Um, I don't think the Twins are there uh, for sure yet. Uh, so I, I agree. Um, before we get cut off here, let's uh, let's let's jump to the NL. Um, I'll I'll take it up since you went first last time. Um, I think the West. I ah, I just love that San Francisco rotation. 